Welcome back to the Sports Brief Podcast, everyone. Cole Mall here with my good buddy and co-host Tristan Rank, who are uh, T Rank uh, for the ladies back home. Man, man, how's it going? It's going good. It's been a few weeks. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's really good to have you back. Also, got to mention, not only is he looking more fly and more um, official with the podcast headphones, but he's uh, he's a little bit more decked out in the whole uh, Green Bay Packer department uh, behind him. So I got to give you props for that. Don't worry, I'm coming for you. Just just be patient. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it. Looking see, looking forward to see what you get set up behind you there. I like the flag, though. It's a good step up from the Teddy poster. <laughs> yeah, it was a little outdated, I'll admit. Um, uh, once again, though, it's good to have him back. Uh, we're going to jump right in. Um, there's a couple things we're going to be covering. Uh, with Mike Zimmer, uh, there's continued contract talks. But before we get to that, um, we're actually also going to talk about uh, the NFL scrapping the entire preseason. That means That's right. No preseason games the entire uh, preseason. There's no preseason at all. There's just training camp. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be really fun to cover. So uh, so we got uh, also, also we're also going to talk about um, Mike Tyson coming back. But, well, that's actually going to be more next week. So um, tonight's just the uh, no preseason and Mike Zimmer. Uh, a little bit of preliminary for the debate next week. And then next week we'll also have uh, more heated debate with Mike Zimmer, uh, contract extensions, and then also uh, extension, excuse me. And then finally we'll also talk a little bit more um, about Mike Tyson. Two mics there, uh, keeping things lively here. Uh, but before we get to any of it, I'm going to actually need you guys to subs- make sure that you please subscribe down below. And everybody is telling everybody to smash the subscribe button. I'm going to ask you guys to lightly touch it. I don't know, like the, uh, we, 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 we're – in the middle here on this show, we're kind of like hypertensive, but we're also kind of like we're kind of chilled out. So it's just just touch it. Don't don't smash it. Also, measure, uh, please remember to uh, touch the like button as well. Helps people find the show. Helps us get this whole thing rolling. So with that, um, yeah, man, we said it. The uh, NFL is not going to have a, a preseason. And for me, this brings up a lot of things. Before we actually get into what the NFL decided, um, I just kind of want to go into our preliminary thoughts on the situation and, and just kind of bounce some stuff off you. Tell me what you're thinking um, about the situation moving forward and what it means for teams. Yeah, we both called it, I think, uh, about a month or so ago. I know I definitely said I don't think there's going to be a preseason. I said they should just cut the whole thing, even without coronavirus. I'm not a huge fan of preseason. I think they should have always reduced it to two or three games. But not surprised, uh, keeping everybody's health and safety in mind. But the, the whole roster, uh, cutting the roster down from 90 players to 80 players is definitely going to have uh, a pretty big impact on, you know, high, uh, lower drafted people or people looking for opportunities to make the roster. They're not going to have those opportunities. As a Packers fan, you know, I'm kind of kind of happy Jordan Love's not going to be able to see the field, but uh, <laughs> he'll, get his, he'll get his chance. But, uh, yeah, it's, I guess the NFL, PA, and the players – they they said they they need 21 days of strength and conditioning together. They need 10 to 14 days to start practicing together, and they need additional 10 to 14 days to do full padded practice before they're comfortable to start the regular season or play any games at all. So they took all all that into consideration, and they thought, you know, we just need to cut the whole preseason because I don't think any teams have even reported to the facilities yet. I saw Tom Brady reported to uh, Tampa Bay earlier today. Um, maybe yesterday, but you know, teams are going to probably start coming in later this week, early next week, hopefully. And it's weird. And they had to, yeah, the whole roster thing, cutting it from 90 to 80, 10 less spots. Uh, I guess their excuse for that was they need six feet in between locker stalls and the locker rooms, but you already got 80 players in there. So I don't think 90 really hurts, but (laughs) It's uh, it's a weird thing. I you got to be better be safe than sorry. I guess they got to do what they got to do. 
because I want football. Mm-hmm. Amen. I absolutely agree. Um, you know, I th- you laid it all out perfectly for me, man. You you put a you put a ninety five mile an hour fastball right down the middle for me, and I'm going to try my my absolute best to knock this one out of the park. You are uh, you do a great job of always uh, bringing uh, what 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 everything says, what everything means, reading up. And I try to uh, go on to a little bit more of a of a feeling aspect of it. My initial feeling about this, I feel sorry for the players that are drafted in, in later rounds, specifically. Um, the Minnesota Vikings players, not just because I'm a Minnesota Vikings uh, fan, but also because of the fact that they have, they have 15 new players coming in. Now, uh, that that is a lot of rookies. Usually the uh, the average is like, what, 6 to 10-ish? 10 is a little bit on the high side. Usually uh, it's about that 8 range, 7, 8 range, because you get one pick for a round initially, usually. So um, unless you compens- compens- compensatory picks. We could get into the, all that thing, but usually, you know, now we the Vikings have two times the the, the um, average rate of players that are coming in that are rookies, um, and I, and they also obviously have also have signed free agents as every other team has. I I just feel sorry for the players that have you know either had a bad rap in college, uh, whether that be uh, injury history, uh, trouble off the field, um, uh, studies, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Uh, I just feel sorry for those players that um, are coming in and are, are not going to have that opportunity to be able to show these coaches what exactly they can do. I mean, look at it. John Randall was undrafted. Adam Thielen was undrafted. There's count, uh, and Tom Brady was an un, was a six round draft pick. But there's from top to bottom, there's just all these players that that, that you have a lot. They, they they made promising careers out of being those guys of, with the chip on their shoulder. And um, for me, it's uh, it's really unfortunate because they're not going to get that opportunity. Uh, and before they make that final 53, they've got basic, essentially they've got a training camp to show these coaches what they've got. And I don't find that to be fair. Uh, and it's, and it's not necessarily, it's not anybody else's fault. This is kind of a, it's an unprecedented situation, one that uh, obviously nobody saw coming. So um, I guess it, their, their whole thing is going to have to be make the best out of a bad situation. But my heart still will always go out to these players uh, that come in that just there, uh, let's face it until the, uh, well, right now, they're obviously probably going to get some reps. They're probably maybe going to be a little bit before they actually have private practices. But once the veterans get there, I don't think you're going to get to see a whole lot of guys, you know, uh, that were taken in the later rounds. And that's just how the business is run. You, the coaches are trying to see how, especially now that there's no preseason, they have to. Coaches are going to be forced to really put in a lot more game plan type stuff, and it's just it's it's a tough situation all around, especially from a, a game plan perspective. Usually, I like the Ford games. Because, you know, you use those first three games, first game, you know, get your starters a little bit of exposure, get second game, get a little bit more, see what you got. Um, and then that third game, you you really see what your starters are really made of. And that fourth game is more for um, the, those players that are in the later rounds that you see maybe could contribute on special teams, that maybe could uh, be a, a number three wide receiver or, you know, a number two linebacker that could really help you out, whatever it is, um, or that just carves out a niche on or a role on that team. So it's a tough situation going around, but again, it's for player safety, player health, and I absolutely agree with that, especially with the, the spiking cases and everything. So, um, but at the end of the day, I'm going to side with you, my man. Football, I, I want football. Uh, I'm glad it's uh, we're getting closely, uh, more close, excuse me, to the um, to that happening, and hopefully that the, the players' association um, can kind of uh, move along here. But I also kind of wanted to mention, um, you obviously mentioned the six foot distance thing. There's obviously um, you know a 90 man going to an 80 man camp, but also I kind of wanted to talk about here. This is from an ESPN article, um, ESPN.com, that is. Um, and it was uh, written by Mr. Dan Graziano. Uh, he's a great ESPN writer. You guys should look him up. 
Um, this is ba- one of the things I took away from this is, is a quote. Uh, the NFL and the NFLPA, or Players Association, announced Monday that they have agreed on COVID-19 testing protocols. Players and team personnel will be tested every day for the first two weeks of training camp, then every other day, as long as their team's positive test rate is and remains under 5%. I thought that was pretty... So nationally, I believe, uh, just in South Dakota, I think we just crossed the 8,000 positive cases mark we that puts us at about one percent ish for the state of south dakota so five percent i think is a good number especially when you consider uh trying to keep everybody safe um and uh just keep everybody uh you know healthy um but um, and, uh, and then obviously pellis or excuse me not, graziano uh, goes on to say additionally sources said the league and the union have agreed to the 80 player roster limit for training camp so again uh we're covering the 80 players um that uh, those 10 players that won't get to play. But, um, but I, again, I do think that 5% is a good thing to kind of take a foothold on to be able to see uh, and, and be able to kind of to, uh, to judge where uh, to be able to look at this and, and be able to see, okay, what, at what point do you draw the line at? At what point is there too many, uh, too many players that have tested positive? Because let's face it, there are going to be players that test positive. That's just how it's going to go. Um, so I, it's a good, it's a very important that the NFLPA and the NFL are uh, are putting together guidelines like this. Um, anything else you wanted to add, my man? No, I'm really happy with everything that they've set in place so far. I think the testing every day for the first two weeks is a great idea, um, and the testing every other day after that, as long as the uh, percentage is down. Um, yeah, I, I like what they've done so far. I think football will start on time. Um, I do think one of my opinions, I personally think there should not be any fans allowed into any game all season or, you know, until whatever anything changes. But they're just trying to figure out ways to get thousands of fans into a stadium. And I think they should just kind of let that go and just say no fans and just use your speaker system to pump in some crowd noise or something because... Um, yeah, you're gonna lose a lot of revenue if you don't have fans there, but it's part of the it's it's part of what's going on. Like times are crazy, you're gonna lose money. I say no fans. Keep it as safe as you can be. Just have the players, team personnel, anybody who needs to be there should be there. I don't think fans should go. Even if I'm able to go, I probably won't even try to go go to a game this year. But I just think they're trying too hard to bring in extra money with fans. I think they should just say, uh, as of right now, no fans to any NFL games. But that's my opinion on that. But I agree with everything else they're doing so far. Um, I'm really excited. Um, You know, I was actually pretty excited for this preseason, more than I've ever been any preseason, because because of Jordan Love. I really wanted to watch him play and see what he could do. But at the same time, I'm kind of excited if he didn't get to play and show him what what he could do. So it's going to be weird. I kind of think... If teams, um, it'll be interesting to see if teams try to use their rookies a little more in the first couple weeks of the season, the regular season. Uh, I don't know if they do it because, you know, the games count, but it'll be interesting. I do think there's going to be a lot of teams that throw rookies that never got to see preseason in in the first couple weeks of the season um, in just minor roles, like maybe give... For example, Jordan Love, a Taysom Hill type of role, but not to that extent. Um, it'd be it'll be interesting, but I, I definitely agree with everything they've done so far and the protocols that they've taken. Um, well, I I kind of want to refute the whole uh, Jordan Love thing. I feel like Taysom Hill is an absolute freak, and I don't know that Jordan Love is necessarily that type of athlete. But I get what you're saying. Maybe try to implement him with something, maybe like a flea flicker or 
uh, you know, like give it toss at him as a running back, whatever. Yeah, I get what you're saying there. So I think it, that that could be an interesting thing moving forward. But um, as far as the no fans in the uh, in the stadiums, I my gut says you are correct. My gut says that's the way we should do it. But my um, the me looking at this from a logical perspective, the way that NFL teams are going to run this, I really don't think that's how it's going to unfold. Unfortunately, um, because. No, because you're right. They're focusing too much more on money rather than player safety. But at the same time, for the, if they do not have players, uh, excuse me, fans in stadiums, that is going to make a dramatic change to the uh, to the 2021 cap. And I think that's really going to hurt a lot of teams, especially guys like you know everybody that and entering free agency that's got contracts coming up. But hey, that's the situation. This is the, the deal we're in. We've got to find a way to deal with it and move forward and uh, just see what we can take from it. So um, as far as no player, uh, people in our fans in the stadiums, I don't agree. I agree with you on that, but I, I just don't see them uh, calibrating or at least uh, pulling back on it, which is unfortunate, like I said again. Um, um, but that's, uh, that's all I got to say about that. Um, and then, uh, Let's kind of talk about that real quick. Let's, let's get this Mike Zimmer thing in, and uh, this is going to be a shorter episode, obviously, but um, let's, uh, let's talk about this whole Mike Zimmer thing. Uh, I got a text, or excuse me, you tagged me in something on Instagram. Uh, I was at work, and uh, I didn't have time to look at it right away, but I looked at it, and it was a, a, it was a report of the Vikings trying to re-sign Mike Zimmer to a contract extension. Um, and from the beginning, Mike Zimmer's been a guy who said he does not mind being a, uh, a scapegoater, a guy that's a one-year winner, a, a guy that's basically on a prove-it deal. I kind of want you to tell me why you don't think the Vikings should re-sign Mike Zimmer. Um, and I know people can say he's a Packers fan, blah, blah. I, I, it's important to be able to get a lot of different perspectives in life. I feel that's how you grow. That's how you, uh, you, you get all the information you can. You look at two sides of it. Um, and I'm just going to let you take the floor from here, my man. Yeah, I'm a Packers fan. But at the same time, I try to look at things from different angles. And I try to use logic. Uh, people probably don't think I, try to, I like to use logic when I talk about Aaron Rodgers being the greatest of all time. But I do. I do try to use logic in most of my, uh, my arguments. Now, the Vikings were standing Mike Zimmer. Still had a year left on his contract, correct? Correct. I'm not. If I was a Vikings fan, I wouldn't. I, have they kind of released any details about how long the extension might be? Um, well, actually, the report came from Tom Pelissero, um and uh, Pelissero, excuse me. And the, the original tweet was the hashtag Vikings are finalizing a multi-year contract extension with coach uh, Mike Zimmer per sources. Um, and then he went on to subtweet that and said, uh, Zimmer64 was entering the final year of his contract. He's the third winningest coach in Vikings history. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, sorry, I had to put the, uh, and it will now be tied to the franchise for several several years to come. Um, so, several. yeah, he was uh, several. So I don't know what that, that means. Uh, that could mean five years, ten years. I hope it's I, – I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it, like first looking at this, but I'll let you go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I do think Mike Zimmer is a really good coach. Um, he's a winning coach, but there just comes a there comes a point, in my opinion, where if you can't get past a certain point, then you need to make changes. And it was like that with Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is very good coach, very good coach, similar to Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer is probably better on the defensive side of the ball. Mike McCarthy on the offensive side of the ball. But there comes a point if you can keep getting to NFC. I mean, I don't. The Vikings haven't gotten to. Well, they did get to one NFC Championship game, but back in 2017, yep. But like in Mike McCarthy's case, if you keep getting to NFC Championship games, there just comes a point where you can't settle for that anymore. You need to move on. And 
as much as I like Mike Zimmer, I think he's a really good coach. He's probably one of the best coaches that's ever game-planned against Aaron Rodgers. All the other coaches in the NFC North have failed to do that. But Mike Zimmer's probably had the most success against him. But they're just I feel like there just comes a point, the last year on his contract, you don't need to extend him right now. You need to let him play out that last year, kind of like you said, on a prove-it type deal. See if he can get you past where he got you last year or the year before. And if you make it to the playoffs and you lose again, then you just kind of say, like, I think it's time to move on. Um, I do think Mike Zimmer's good, and he'll find another job in the NFL, probably as a head coach or a defensive coordinator. And as much as I like him and respect him, I think there just comes a time you just need change and you need a different voice. But that's my opinion. I like Zimmer. I'm glad he's keeping his job, I guess. But I just feel like they extended him too soon, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I also kind of want to – I'm going to start my uh, my whole thing here on a question. How long did, was Mike McCarthy the head coach of the Green Bay Packers? It was a while, was it not? It was uh, – I want to say since 2000 and – Rodgers was drafted in 05. I want to say 06 or 07 is when he got hired as the head coach. Okay, and then he just got uh, – he went up to about 2018, correct? Yep. Okay. Um, okay. So about 10 years. So that's about to about 10 years, yeah. Mike Zimmer has coached the Vikings since 2014. That's six years. Uh, this is going to be his sixth season as the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. He owns a 60% winning percentage. He has been in the playoffs three times uh, in those five seasons that he has fully coached the Minnesota Vikings. Um, one of those seasons he – Basically took the same team that Leslie Frazier had at 5-10-1 with a 5-10-1 record and turned them into a 7-win a team, 7-9, that made the playoffs the next year. Without Adrian Peterson, by the way, and if he, they had Adrian Peterson, you can't tell me that a healthy Adrian Peterson uh, would not be better than Jarek McKinnon or a, a Matt Asiata because I, I, you would be lying. Okay, so let me just start. They would have at least been 500 had Adrian Peterson been back um, with them. So, uh at least go 500 in your first season if Adrian Peterson is there. Um, but we have to take it is for a face value. Still, with he, when he had a rookie quarterback, a defense that was up and coming, 7-9, and nine, okay, first year. The next year, he goes into the NFC champion. He goes to the NFC, uh, I believe, in the wild card round and loses out to the, to the Seahawks. Blair Walsh, okay? Yeah. That's, uh, that, as long as I can remember, kicking uh, problems have been a thing with the Vikings. Not necessarily for the record, Mike Zimmer. For the record, that loss was not Coach Zimmer's fault. They should have won that game 100%. Absolutely. They absolutely dominated that game. Blair Walsh yep. lost that game. Everybody knows that. I can't give – you can't put any blame on Mike Zimmer for that game. No. He absolutely uh, obliterated o. Russell Wilson for the majority of the game, uh, and that's Seahawks offense that, that was not able to do anything. And the Vikings drove down with enough uh, moxie, uh, drove down with enough time. It was like, a, what was it, 27, 29? It doesn't even matter. It still hurts to talk about but – Point is, uh, that was all Blair Walsh. Thank you for saying that. Um, and then he came back the next year. The Vikings started off five and zero and went ended up going eight and eight. That was a tough season for me to watch, specifically because of uh, like once the Vikings lost to the Eagles, uh, and I knew that the Eagles were uh, like they, they knew uh, that once the Eagles found out how to beat the Vikings, that was expose their tackles and get to to Teddy Bridgewater. It was over. Like there was just nothing that the Vikings could do, and that was a tough situation. And the Vikings came back, obviously. NFC Championship game. Didn't make the playoffs the year after that and finally made the playoffs this last year. Um, listen, Mike Zimmer is a great coach. Uh, 
now there's a couple things he can get better on in terms of I think he could be a better game manager in terms of uh, time management. I think that's something he definitely needs to improve on. Uh, in big games, i.e. the I, I, I can't, so many games, the, the Chicago Bears game, first game of the season uh, against them last year, week four, got out coached, got out schemed, uh, embarrassing loss. Too many times have I seen that with Mike Zimmer where he gets either out coached or out schemed. Um, and he just fails to make adjustments moving forward into the game. So many times I've seen that. That 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 is one of the when when it's one of those weeks as a Vikings fan, you know it's frustrating, uh, and you know it's a tough thing to watch. But that's just how it goes. Um, sometimes your your team's just not going to have a good week. But I've seen far too many of those games to be able to confidently say that Mike Zimmer should be uh, extended long term. As a Vikings fan, I felt like he should have been extended two to three years uh, because we can't just. Uh, we, we cannot overlook the success this man has had. He has had problem after problem with this team, whether it was Teddy Bridgewater, and his, uh, who almost suffered a career-ending injury. Uh, thank God he's playing again. Love Teddy. Um, he had to, basically had to trade for uh, for Sam Bradford to be able to play that season. Uh, to be before Otherwise, Sean Hill would have started. Uh, great move uh, by um, Rick Spielman there. Um, and he's had to deal with the death of uh, head, uh, excuse me, offensive line coach Rick Dennison, which was tough. Um, and then there's just a countless amount of things he's had to deal with. Um, he coached the vast majority, I, be, I believe, of the 2016 season with one eye. Like this guy, I I just can't I can't take it anymore. Like this this guy's given his heart and soul for this team. And uh, when he first came in, I just knew I knew he was going to be a good coach, something special for the Vikings. I just think it's too soon um, to just write him off completely uh, because. Well, look at the Bengals. The Bengals kept with Jim. Uh, I believe it was Jim Caldwell for a long time. Like uh, it was, they, they, they. He was there at least ten years, and they had to deal with that for a long time. So, Mike Zimmer's been there not even a ten seasons yet. Now, again, I don't think it would be. Uh, I don't think ten seasons is the answer here. I think that's just a little too. Uh, uh, that's a little too long. I think we have to be able to be uh, real about that. Um, but. Mike Zimmer, he came in as that coach, as a defensive guy. He's turned around one of the worst Vikings defenses and made them one of their strong suits every single year. He's developed guys like Daniil Hunter, Harrison Smith even more. Um, Anthony Harris, who was undrafted and has absolutely been uh, become one of the best safeties in the NFL. Like, just top to bottom, what he's done for the Vikings. Um, and, 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 again, I need to reiterate the fact that there's been countless coaches before the Vikings that have had this opportunity and have not done anything else. So I get from both perspectives the fact that, okay, You've been here for a while. Things aren't working out. Um, we, I think it's just time that both teams part ways. But there almost needs to be like an awful season for that to happen. The Vikings are coming off a playoff win. Like they're, they literally, yeah, they got stopped by the 49ers. But uh, let me check. What was it? So did everybody else last time I checked. So the 49ers were just run the ball down everybody's throats. When a team's hot like that, any it, it's, t- it's tough to beat any team like that. So um, I think that's, that's just how it goes. Like you... Okay, they came off. A, they came off a, a playoff, uh, a shocking playoff win over the Saints. Nobody picked that, um, and then we're able to uh, at least stick with the 49ers for a good portion of the game, if not most. But point is, I don't. I think it's too soon. I think you need to give him a couple more seasons because he's fixed everything you've asked him to. The offensive line is steadily improving. Um, the quarterback position, um, Kirk Cousins. We we've definitely had way worse quarterbacks, uh, and I think that uh, and if. Uh, and then I also want to address the other side of it. Uh, okay, you need to get out of here uh, because we need to change. Because uh, sometimes change does bring about good things. You, you, we talk about um, Mike McCarthy, and then the next season you guys bring in the 12-year-old boy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden things change. 
And it's it's absolutely the the Packers went to the NFC Championship game last year just with one simple coaching change, uh, and uh, let, letting you know Rodgers probably have a little bit more free reign. But I just still think that it's a little bit too soon. Uh, and moving forward, you just have to be able to look at it. And uh, I think the Vikings will know, but for now, I think it's too soon. Yeah, you bring up good points. He's definitely turned around the culture in Minnesota um, compared to the previous coaches. But you know, if if I'm the GM. Like, it is too soon to give him, in my opinion, a long-term contract. I do think it would have been reasonable, and I would have supported extending Mike Zimmer one year or two years. But I think a several-year extension was a bit – I mean, it's good to put your trust in him, a coach like that that's been so good for you. But at the same time, like, if it's just – if he's going to come up short for seven more years, then it's not worth it. So I think they should have just gave him – a one or two year extension, but we'll see. Very good coach. I'm excited. Um, he's, he's definitely improving every year. Like what you said about the 49ers, you can't really do much about that. You're in San Francisco. Um, played a hell of a lot better game than Green Bay played against them. Um, but yeah, the Vikings, they held their own in that game for most of it. So yeah, it's definitely too late or too early to write him completely off. Um, but yeah, it'll be. I'm excited for this next season. Hopefully, if it gets played, and um, as much as I as much as I dislike the division rivals, I respect the Vi- the Vikings the most because Detroit's a dumpster fire. They're never going to get anywhere, even with Matt Stafford, which is embarrassing. They've completely wasted Matt Stafford's career. He's way too good for the Lions. He shouldn't be there. Um, the Bears, they're not going to get anywhere. They have. Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky, and they claim they have the best quarterback room in the NFC North. Um, laughable. Aaron Rodgers by himself is better than those two combined, plus some. Uh, it's just same number of Super Bowls. Same number of Super Bowls. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you're one of those ring counters that likes to point out the rings, then I guess Nick Foles is just as good as Aaron Rodgers in their logic. But. It's, uh, yeah, it's definitely an interesting, the NFC North is going to be good this year, but it's going to be between Green Bay and Minnesota, mm-hmm. most likely. Chicago. Maybe Chicago. Nick yeah. Foles I, I, will take Mitch Trubisky's job. Oh, oh yeah. Old prediction. Before, it's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. <laughs> Nick Foles can throw to his left. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Trubisky can't. You've been saying that for like a year now. Mitch Trubisky chokes, and Nick Foles has won a literal Super Bowl against Tom Brady. That's true. So that's true. Uh, it's 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 going to be a wild year. I'm excited. The NFC North is going to be fun. And I actually said something wrong. It wasn't the Bengals. Uh, it was Marvin Lewis as the Bengals head coach, not Jim Caldwell. I always get those two mixed up. I apologize. Um, Jim Caldwell was spent the vast majority with his, his co- uh, coaching career with the Colts. But point is, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun next year. Um, a lot of things to look forward to. Mike Zimmer, we talked about it. Um, let's just hope and pray the season does, in fact, uh, happen. Um, but in uh, – but in, uh, geez, I can't talk tonight. Yeah, I think uh, – don't worry. This is just Gatorade. It's not uh, anything else. Uh, but I do think that's uh, all we had for tonight. But remember, sure, join us next week. Um, I think we covered the Mike Zimmer thing pretty good here this week. So uh, we'll talk about more about, um, you know, uh, Mike Tyson next week uh, mm-hmm. and more of the, his comeback. 
that'll be exciting. Um, we'll also talk about maybe put a little bit more about how we feel about the uh, the NFL and uh, as as training camp comes closer and, and gets rolling a little bit. So uh, make sure you guys join us next week. Um, and until then, uh, make sure you guys take it easy and peace out. One one more oh, one oh. more thing. It's been a while since we brought some Antonio Brown nudes, but uh, we finally we finally got a little something from him. He announced his retirement on Twitter, and then hours later announced that he wants to come back. So, will Antonio Brown play? The question is, who's going to play first, Antonio Brown or Colin Kaepernick? We could save it for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, we'll save it for the next episode because this is more breaking news. We'll at least give our initial reactions. I, what is it with this guy? Like, I, I, one of the best receivers in the game as early as two years ago. And, well, no, last year, really. He was actually really good last year, too. I, and, well, for the, the short amount of time he played. Point is, I, I just don't know. Like, I, I feel like we, talk, we talked about this guy a ton. And uh, he's just, he, I'll, t- I'll give him this. Keeps it interesting. Like, he yeah. always – you cannot say anything else about the guy. Uh, he keeps it interesting. Um, I think it will be Antonio Brown before Colin Kaepernick, unfortunately. Um, I, I think Antonio Brown just uh, – I think he still got a little bit more left in the tank. I just – I haven't seen anything from Colin Kaepernick. So, um, I really – I didn't even check out his workout that he had, I believe, last year. So, but from what I'm seeing, I think Antonio Brown – like, if we're just spitballing, I don't think Antonio – in my personal opinion, I don't think Antonio Brown will actually ever get another shot in this league, unfortunately. I think he's a great player. I think he deserves another shot, but um, almost at what cost? Um, what do you think? Well, he hasn't really been in trouble for a few months, so that's good. There hasn't been any Antonio Brown fiasco in a while, so that's good. But when Antonio Brown gets signed to a team, I think he will. Maybe, Probably not this year, I guess. I don't really know. I do think he'll play again. As soon as he gets signed to a team, he's the best receiver in the NFL. No question. In my opinion, Antonio Brown is a level above everybody else. He's just a freak. Uh, The best wide receiver? Okay. Yes, I, that's a whole other debate for another time. But I, I I'm going to strongly disagree. I, I think he's one of the best. I don't think he is the best. I, um, uh, ex- excuse me. No, I said just just a little bit ago. I said the best. Um, I think from an athletic perspective, yes. Like when he's at the top of his game, yes, he's. But right now, like hasn't played for a couple of years. That's more of what I'm saying. Like. Uh, is not the best at this time. Like I think uh, he's still got to show it. But from what I saw last year, I thought he was the best. Now I'm not sure. There we go. That's a better way of putting it. So, um, anywho, uh, yes, we'll uh, we'll be sure to pick that up more of what we think about Antonio Brown next week, as far as Mike Tyson as well. So um, make sure you guys tune in next week. Uh, and if as, as always, make sure to check out our website, thesportsbeatpodcast.com. And also remember to leave us a like uh, and to subscribe and follow us on all social media. So and once again, until next week, peace out. Thank you.